When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to Real Vision Crypto. Enjoy today's show. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. I have Jess Loss here of Seed Club. Really excited for this conversation. Jess, thanks so much for joining me, man. Thanks for having me. So we have a lot to get into in a short amount of time, but I think a good starting place is let you talk a little bit about your background and give us an idea of what Seed Club is and what Seed Club's mission is. Sure. Uh, Seed Club is a DAO that builds and invests in communities with tokens. So I think the short hand way of describing it is like Y Combinators, but for community tokens, we help creators and communities explore how to use NFTs, various different crypto assets to help you know, uh, create more value for their communities and for themselves. Um, it's a pretty new concept and a new space. And so I, I think really we're a learning organization that's designed to bring the smartest people together to try to uh, unlock as much value as we can. Uh, my background in the space started in 2017. I was really fascinated with how tokens would allow us to own pieces of the important networks that are coordinating our economy. Had sort of been early into social media, saw the promise of democratized access and distribution, and saw that promise taken away as, as you know, certain central organizations were able to capture most of that power and value. So crypto really captured my, my attention for that reason and uh, had spent a bunch of time in the music business and as an entrepreneur and a small business owner. And so uh, a lot of these sort of things came together to make it really apparent to me that in, in the summer of last year, we started to see some early tools uh, that would allow people to you know, create these communities with tokens and give people an opportunity to own a piece of them and to have aligned incentives. And it's really been a, a year of experimenting and pushing that stuff forward um, in really exciting yeah. ways. Yeah. So I think that's actually a really good place to start is if you look at, we'll call it the kind of emerging creator economy, right? Or, or really the intersection of crypto community and, and culture with some of these creators. What are some of the issues or potential headwinds that creators face today, let's say maybe leveraging some of the web two infrastructure or platforms and how does crypto and eventually kind of community DAOs, how does what you guys are doing kind of solve that issue or, or, or allow or empower those creators to take back, you know, control or capture more value that they're creating? A line we use often is that we think that the value people or communities create online should be captured by individuals and not by platforms. And I think right now, the majority of the, the economics that are going to people working on these platforms are going to to the platforms themselves. So, you know, this term of like digital sharecropping or, or the sort of feudalism um, examples, I guess, are, are pretty relevant, I think, to folks that are operating in the creator economy today. And I use the creator economy very generally. I think it's anybody who's creating value online, leveraging these Web2 platforms. I know they've done a phenomenal job of creating distribution and reach and being able to get discovered. And so there's a lot of good things that have come out of, out of social media platforms. Uh, but the, the downside is that really the, the mass, vast majority of this value is going to the people who own the network effects. So 
you know, the stockholders in Facebook and in Uber and in Airbnb are, are really the ones that are profiting off of like the, the value that individuals are creating on the platforms. So it's not just like ad revenue or, or value from the data that's being created. It's ultimately like people coming together to use these networks, creating a network effect that is valued by the, by the, um, by the market and not having any exposure to that. So I think tokens change this drastically. Like they create this sort of meta shelling point above all platforms of which people can sort of um, identify and, and uh, represent a shared belief in a creator or in a future or in a business or a network. Um, and the, that value graph, so the ownership of those tokens are, are transportable, right? So they can be, uh, we can have our communities in Discord today or, you know, on Facebook, but whatever comes next, those token holders, you know, as long as we're using that, the tokens as either gated access or sort of representation of a say in a community can be brought along with them. So I think the, the core piece here is just value of community or of network being captured by the people who are in that community rather than the platforms. Yeah, one of my favorite quotes you've had is around how tokens can give communities superpowers, right? And I think that's a really good way to think about it. Maybe let's talk through just a handful of those examples of what, what do those types of superpowers look like? So the idea of, of a community having a bank account and having a cap table, having the ability to uh, you know, generate and split revenues automatically, um, essentially being operated through smart contracts rather than legal contracts. These are all, I think, really big innovations and unlock a lot of value for communities. They're the simplest form of like us coming together with tokens and and a, a multi-sig, I think is pretty transformative. The idea that you could have a small group of people, you know, uh, decide what to do with some capital that exists on the internet without having to have a bank account, you know, without having limitations of, of jurisdiction or country or, or uh, age or, I mean, across the board, it's just so much more accessible, assuming you're able to get over the hump of crypto usability, which I think more and more people are. So I think that's, that's one superpower, you know, the ability to have um, DAO or community assets that live in a treasury that can be used to, you know, reward fans for creating value, I think is huge. Like imagine, you know, like a Taylor Swift having her community have a token that, you know, could, could go to people who are creating memes and who are helping to distribute, uh, you know, her music. Like I think it's like, you know, probably less important for somebody of that size, but more for maybe Taylor Swift when she's on, on the come up. So this ability to, to like reward work that's being done in a community with a community token that represents a share of, uh, of that community. Like an example I give often is, um, the friends with benefits community, which is a wonderful token gated access discord with, you know, a couple thousand token holders, a thousand members. Uh, I host a, a chat there every Thursday afternoon, which I get paid 50 friends with benefits tokens for. For the longest time, that was maybe $250. Um, I think as of today, it's about $5,000 a month. And, you know, it's a way of representing, you know, I like to think maybe, maybe it's not true, but I like to think that I had some impact on, on creating value within that community. And that value is being recognized uh, over the, the months as, uh, you know, in, in, a, in a token grant and that token grant gets more valuable as, as we collectively create more value. So I think that's a pretty transformative piece. Uh, but we also see a lot of interesting examples around NFT sales and splits. So a project that we backed is called SongCamp and they essentially come together to create music, uh, issue those as NFTs, auction them off, um, and automatically split the revenues directly between all the people that contributed on, on that NFT or on that music production. And so there's like the speed and, and immediacy of, of, uh, and transparency that exists, I think, in how uh, capital or, or money or earnings are, are transferred between members in the community. And I think these are just like the, the earliest versions of this. We see composability in crypto being so big and in the DeFi space. And I think it's just starting to come to the social crypto space. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And we're actually uh, talking with Cooper Turley for this this series, as he, who you know extremely well, and obviously pretty influential within the uh, the FWB space. And so going to go through a few examples of exactly what they're building there, you know, how they're coming together, how they're thinking about things like governance. So that's that's a really good conversation that I suggest people tune into. But to that point, something you were hitting on, this concept of, you know, the relationship, let's say, between NFTs and communities, right? And I'll use community DAOs just as kind of that representation of this. I'm curious to get your thoughts on how you're seeing that relationship develop or how communities can use things like digital assets in the form of NFTs to bolster communities, to drive value to those communities, but also can use them as things that allow either for access to communities, just ways in which that relationship is starting to, to break out. Because I think a lot of audience members here will be familiar with NFTs at this point, but some people might not be um, as deep into the space or have such a deep understanding around community DAOs and that type of structure and where NFTs kind of fit into all of this. Yeah, I love the rabbit hole we could go down here. I mean, I think like the, the big transformative power that NFTs brought, like the, this latest sort of excitement around NFTs has brought is the ability for individuals and, and maybe more importantly, communities to be able to generate on-chain revenue. So we as a community can come together build, you know, launch a smart contract, launch a, a PFP project or a series of NFTs, have those NFTs, you know, go up for auction and be sold and have that revenue, you know, directed to a multi-sig. And if you think about previously, like most of the ways that these communities were able to capitalize themselves was through selling tokens like ERC-20s through token sales. And, and, you know, there's a lot of complications and challenges with that. Selling sort of digital merch to fans as a way of being able to put money into a shared pool uh, or, or multi-sig. I think it's, it's big and we're seeing like the, this growth of social DAOs, um, you know, creator DAOs, I think being born on the back of, of a lot of this sort of innovation. And so I think the, there's a number of, you know, things you can do with tokens, you know, tokens can help you generate revenue. They can help gate access to communities. So holding a token, for example, uh, a project that we work on is called Squiggle DAO to be a part of, it's a, a DAO collector, they are a collector DAO, basically of a certain type of, of NFT. To be a part of the, the DAO, you need to hold one of those NFTs. And that gives you access to the Discord and to drops and to governance and, and to a whole lot of good things. And so I think there's you know a utility story here that you'll see through a lot of NFT drops. I think what's, you know, right now the rages are, are these PFP projects, which are, I think are, are still hot today, maybe won't be when this say it's published, who knows how long it goes for. But I think there's sort of like a, another world where any meaningful community on the internet has its own PFP project. And so we have both signaling your, your membership in something, uh, but also as generating sort of revenue to, to fund the community and to, to continue its growth. I think there's, yeah, a lot of interesting things that can be done with, with NFTs and, and, you know, going down maybe a little further down the rabbit hole, one of the big challenges we see in, in launching community tokens generally is that, you know, the, the larger your community, the more challenging it is to actually effectively launch a token for it. The, the challenge being that, you know, if you have 10 million followers on, on the internet, it's pretty easy for speculators to say, well, there's probably going to be some demand for this token and therefore I want to be a part of this and I'll, you know, create a bunch of accounts on Discord or do whatever I can to kind of get access to this token. And so the first interaction in that community becomes speculative rather than, you know, intrinsic and values-based 
on, on whoever the follower or the, the creator or whatever that community is. And so um, NFTs actually create a really great way to be early, to create a very illiquid market around, um, you know, or much less liquid market, I should say, around like participating in these communities. Uh, it doesn't remove all of the speculation, but but it definitely can have an impact on that. And I think there's a lot of strategies that you'll see creators and, and DAOs roll out, you know, many of, of which we're, we're sort of pioneering to help use NFTs as like a much more effective way of formalizing that that initial group of, of members on chain and then sort of being able to grow from there. That's a really interesting point you bring up too, in that because of the, na- the very nature and definition of NFTs and that that verifiability, right? Or the fact that it's provably scarce, you can't go on and let's say, you know, replicate a number of different, let's say, Discord accounts and or Twitter followers, right? You can't go on and say, I'm going to create 10 more accounts so that I get 10 more tokens if they do some type of airdrop. Whereas if you have an NFT, that's a way for, let's say, larger creators, brands, you start to see more um, kind of adoption of these strategies as they come in and think about how to develop a, let's say, community token strategy. Leveraging NFTs almost as the early gateway into whatever the community is that they're building that they're going to try and tokenize in some type of way. Is that is that kind of what you're getting at? Yeah, I mean, distribution is such a challenge, and you know, the the one of the ways around that is, you know, thoughtfully giving NFTs to your highest value or most engaged community members. Um, and you know, since that is, you know, if I'm giving you one of these NFTs uh, and you sell it, then you no longer have access, and so there's sort of the social lock-in um, that, that kind of it's like staking essentially. Whereas if I give you, you know, ten thousand Jest tokens. Um, you know, the likelihood of you giving some of those away or selling some of those might be a bit higher. So I think there's, um, yeah, a lot of interesting ways of using NFTs to formalize that initial group of, of people. So, I mean, if you're thinking about doing a DAO around a community token, like who who you give governance power to, who has a say in this community actually matters quite a bit. And so NFTs are a bit of a, of a sharper tool we can use there, but by no means are they, you know, perfect. And I think there's sort of like a lot of layers that go into doing a, a great token distribution. In fact, I think like really all of the best token distributions happen in obscurity. They, they're new and people don't know what they're all about. FWB, Bitcoin, Wi-Fi, these are all great projects that hadn't really been done in the, in the way that they'd been done and had benefited from that obscurity. So I think there's uh, a lot of value in innovating around the distribution side of things. Hey, if you like this clip, be sure to check out the full interview and more only on realvision.com forward slash crypto. It's 100% free. Sign up now.